0: Today we're talking about learning to script on Roblox with special guest Alvin Blocks to try to break down how we both first learned to script and to identify some key methods and resources to improve your scripting on Roblox. As always my name is Bantech and I'll be your host for this discussion. Join us as we travel beyond the (laughs) blocks. Hello and welcome back to Beyond the Blocks, the podcast all about Roblox platform and game development. On this episode, we're diving into the topic of learning to script on Roblox, looking at the tools, tips and tricks to help improve your own scripting abilities. To help provide some insight, I've got Alvin Blocks here to discuss it with me, and I'll let him introduce himself. Hi everyone, my name is
1: Alvin Blocks, and I run a YouTube channel where I teach Roblox
0: developers and upcoming uh, developers how to script and how to make
1: their own games.
0: Perfect, and I'm right in saying that you're a Roblox YouTube star creator, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. I've got the, the little badge by my name and the code, which is pretty cool. Awesome. So we're going to begin by explaining our own paths from having never scripted through to roughly where we are now. And then we can go deeper and answer some of the community's questions too. So let's begin by exploring my own path from never having played Roblox through to where I am now. I joined Roblox back in 2008, which is 11 years ago now, and I played around with free models for a while, not really realising how they were moving or doing interactive things. And I think that was probably a year before I learned some more of the modes other than just play solo to create your game in. Do you remember the classic play solo, Alvin, or was that before you started developing? Yeah, it was like the button, the green button. I didn't really use it that much, but yeah, I remember it. So for anyone who doesn't know, Play Solo was essentially a mode where you entered a place you owned or an uncopylocked place with your avatar, and whilst in that mode you could add things from the toolbox, you could resize and move things and destroy things, interact with your place, and once finished you could choose to either save that state, and that would become the game that people would play, or you could discard it. And so I pretty much did that for maybe half a year, and that was my experience of Roblox development, using things other people had made in the toolbox to create these very simple places that, quite frankly, nobody would want to play. But then I discovered edit mode with Roblox Studio, and that changed the game completely. So suddenly I could create more detailed creations, and I could edit whether they were anchored or not, their colour, their transparency, all these different properties. And at this point I saw these weird things called scripts inside some of the models. Now, I'd never done any computer programming at all before. I'd seen it in movies and on TV and knew it existed, but I had no idea how to read it or understand it. And I think one of the first scripts I looked at and actually understood was a flashing brick script from the toolbox, and it was essentially a while loop that set apart reflectance from 1 to 0, with a one-second wait between each state. And from playing around with that and other free model scripts, I managed to make it change colour instead of reflectance, and then I managed to make it change transparency, and slowly worked my way through all these different properties, learning about functions and loops and all these different coding concepts. And all of this was very much trial and error for me. I wasn't in the habit of Googling things. I had no idea what to Google to find the answers. I didn't even know it was called LUA or LUA at this point, and so that was my only method of learning. And after a few years of trial and error and experimenting, I finally made a bus simulator game that was reasonably popular at the time. But after somebody compromised my account and got me banned from Roblox, I took a 5 year hiatus to explore web development. Now, I'd highly recommend this, and I wish I'd done it sooner, but learning other programming languages, especially ones that are still in the context of a server and clients, much like Roblox's setup, was extremely useful. It helped me organise my thoughts on what was Lua-specific, what was Roblox-specific and what was general to all computing and programming. And when I returned to Roblox and left my web development days behind me, in 2018 I was refreshed and ready to learn and picked up new concepts in Lua much quicker than I had before. I also did an A-level in computing which helped me understand the reasons behind some methods being more efficient than others, and that helped make more informed choices about how to solve certain puzzles. So that's my story of how I got here, and now I'll throw it over to Alvin to tell us about his own scripting journey.
1: Thanks. So the way I got into scripting was through personal servers. Now, from 2011 when I joined to around 2013, personal servers were quite a big thing back then. They were servers which basically never closed. So, if you were playing it and then you left and you rejoined another time, then what you had made wouldn't have been wiped. So, you could join the game, add things to it, leave and come back at another time. So, personal servers, I used them and a lot of others use them for making things such as obstacle courses where you know if you if you win the obby you get admin commands um like city building games as well where you can join help build a city and things such as game shows so you would join and then you would have the five what we call stamper tools so you had like an add tool to add different bricks um, like removal and some wiring ones as well so um, there wasn't a lot of scripting the only scripting I had seen when I was making these personal servers were admin commands and that was the only real reason why I used Roblox Studio because I would just join these games, you know, um, build a game show, build a city and that would be it, I wouldn't need to go into Roblox Studio so I had no coding knowledge back then and I didn't have a lot of experience with Studio but the problem with personal servers was that they required management and maintenance all the time, 24-7 these places, they weren't interactive, you know, you couldn't go into the game and wait 30 seconds for the next round to start if, if one was already going. It was just full of static blocks that someone or the owner would have placed, or someone else who had privileges, and everything would have to have been done by admin commands if you didn't know how to script. So if you wanted a fun game which brought in players and kept them, you'd have to host it yourself by joining your own server and doing everything with admin. So, if you're running a game show game, the owner or someone with admin commands would have to be present at the time to run it. You'd have to be teleporting people, turning on music at specific times, and managing the whole player base, and everyone in the server, and the entire game, so that it would be fun for those playing, and that people didn't get bored. But there was a problem with this. You could only be in one server, managing one game at a time. Now when I mean managing, I mean running the game and keeping it interesting for people because you'd never be able to have multiple servers going at the same time, as, with no one running the place and keeping it fun, you'd lose your players. Looking on the front page, I saw the top games were keeping hundreds of players, if not thousands by that time, and loading into some of them and playing them for a while, I had no idea how they were just running themselves, with no one having to do anything manually. For example, there was a game called Hole in the Wall, where, like the game show if you've ever seen it, there'd be two teams, and then they'd be teleported onto the stage and then a wall would come at them with a hole in it and the whole team would have to move themselves and try and uh, stay on the platform whilst the wall hit them and so they'd have to go through the hole so the problem that I found was that I couldn't make these games myself because, you know, it was running all the time They had loads of players, and somehow, every round, there was just something changing a map, having a different map, you know, randomising the teams, running the whole round system. And I just had no clue how they were doing it. So, it was then that I discovered scripting. How you could program your game to run itself. And this meant that you could sit back, watch the players roll in, and actually play the game if you wanted to. From then on, I was hooked. I wasn't at the point where I could start making my own games yet, but it was exciting to create new things, such as a self-launching rocket, instead of having
0: to use float pads and one-by-one bricks in the stamper tool. Yeah, I definitely remember that experience with personal servers. I mean, it used to drive me mad that you couldn't sort of have a very specific version of your game that was always loaded when you joined, that any changes were just automatically saved. Uh, so I think there's the fact that the listeners are even listening to this podcast means that they've already skipped forward half of our story in terms of knowing that scripting exists and what it even does. Yeah, I mean, the thing now
1: that's closest to a personal server is a game called Welcome to Roblox Building, which was remastered by Clone Trooper 1019. You can go in there and see what all the sample tools were like. But I think if they wanted to actually, you know, go in with their friends and build a city or do something like this and they had zero knowledge, they would have to learn how to do, you know, data stores and, you know, learn how to make tools that would let them place bricks and and things like that. They'd have to learn filter enabled as well. Whereas for us, we were able to play around with these tools that were already given to us. And if you want to get into game development right now, I guess you have to start from the beginning
0: and you don't get those multiplayer experiences that we had. Definitely. So, I mean, thanks for sharing your story, Alvin. And uh, now we're going to move on to some things that we wish we'd have known sooner in our scripting journey. Okay, so let's have a quick discussion about some things that we wish we'd have known or been told by someone earlier in your scripting career. So. For me, for example, I wish I'd have heard about the wiki and some of the tutorials a little sooner, as I only really found out about those after I'd already got to that level by trial and error. So is there anything that you felt would have helped you to know earlier on?
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with what you said um, about the wiki and everything. I don't think the wiki is still here today, it kind of got replaced by the developer hub, but that was such a great resource for learning how to script, although it wasn't as good as, you know, the resources are today. I didn't know about that straight away and it would have been a lot easier had there have just been, you know, something that consolidated everything you needed to know and just laid it out in steps. Kind of like the cookbook, that was what I used. I wish I'd have known that scripting and learning how to script wasn't just an overnight thing. If someone had, you know, said, oh, you're going to have to spend a lot of time and a lot of effort learning how to script that would have been helpful because when you begin learning how to script, you you try to dive into making some really advanced things straight away. And it can be a bit disheartening, you know, being unable to do that, getting stuck. So I think what I'd also have wished to know is that everybody encounters problems and will have to debug things no matter what, okay? Nowadays, I see loads of people who start learning to scripts, they get loads of errors and they think that they're doing something wrong and it's not for them. But I was like that too, and I've since learned that every developer that I've spoke to or worked with, there's always been problems, no matter what. There's been, you know, errors, be it, I don't know, some issues with the team or your original plan for the game. Something is going to go wrong along the way, and it's not all going to be really, you know, great, and, you know, you're going to make a really good game, and there's going to be no problems. You're going to encounter problems at, at some point. It's not just about learning to script, it's learning how to deal with problems and issues. If I'd have known that from the start, I think it would have been a lot more encouraging to begin with.
0: Yeah, definitely. I I have to agree with all those points too. And in terms of sort of specific knowledge that I wish I'd have had as well, uh, sort of the server client model is something that for me tripped me up for so many years. And when it came to debugging, that was the thing that, you know, you'd you'd reach a dead end and you just couldn't figure out why something wasn't working seemed like scripts just weren't running and I think a lot of people probably struggle with that more so now than before because nowadays you've got filtering enabled by default and so you can't be lazy you have to use local scripts when you need to and server scripts when you need to and before when we first started learning you could be either lazy or ignorant and it would be fine for a while but would eventually catch up with you
1: Yeah, for someone that's just learning to script and they want to make something that's, you know, kind of basic and then they hit the filtering enabled problem, they need to learn how the entire server client method works, and what local scripts are, server scripts, and, you know, that can be quite uh, annoying for someone that's just starting out. They want to make something cool, say like a rocket, and they want to make a rocket launch, but then they need to learn how to actually use filtering enabled to launch that from the client and, and make stuff happen on the server you know you just need to do good practice and just get around the filter enabled stuff from the start and deal with it and create solutions you know use remote events from the start and that way you won't have to go back to it once you've you've made it it's really cool it launches but then when you go and actually try it out in a proper
0: server with other players
1: you see that nothing happens you need to go back and and fix it
0: yeah getting those habits in nice and early i think is is what i would have wanted And the other thing that I touched on earlier, um, but probably wish I would have done maybe a little bit sooner, is learning other programming languages. So I I don't know if you know any more other than Lua, but for me that really helped, and that's where sort of my scripting and programming career took off. And I discovered the underlying concepts of programming, the true meaning behind some of the statements that I was writing, rather than, you know, just copy-pasting. So actually knowing what you were doing and the reasons why, that really helped me. Yeah, I mean,
1: when I was learning scripting, getting into like, Roblox at the same time, you know, I was doing like some HTML, CSS, and a bit of iPhone app development as well. I preferred Roblox just because it felt the easy. It was the easiest one to understand. Like the syntax and everything, it's pretty close to English. Like, you know, take an if statement for example: if something, then that, that's pretty easy to understand, right? And also like while as well. Like you know, while something is true. You know, it makes sense compared to some of the other languages. So I think starting off with Lua is a great way to start. But as you said, you know, learning other ones as well also helped me to understand that things that you're learning on Roblox scripting aren't just for Roblox. They can be applied to other things as well, like Python as well. You know, that's that's pretty similar to Lua. You know, if you understand what an if statement does on Roblox, or you know what a function does on Roblox, you're going to understand what a function does on Python or or vice versa.
0: Okay, so now onto the section where we get to answer some of the community's scripting questions. So I asked a question on Twitter for people to submit some things that they'd like us to talk about, um, letting them know that it would need to be sort of about scripting or about our experience. So what I'm going to do is read through a few of these and hopefully we can give some answers. We'll start with the ones that are sort of very much about scripting. So, Mikwiesk asked, Do you have any small projects that you started with or would recommend to aid learning Lua? I mean, for me, definitely, I played around with a lot of free models, as I mentioned at the start, that do fairly simple things. So, for example, the colour changing brick example that helped me learn from nothing. So that can definitely help. And if you have a simple idea for a small game or a little asset, like a door that opens or closes, you can use free models and focus on that specific thing that you want to achieve using the developer hub and the forum to help you. I mean, yeah, I agree. The developer forum and the hub are great ways to,
1: you know, get help. But I was a bit different. I mean, when I started out, I just wanted to create this awesome game that I had in my mind. And I was like, yep, okay, we're going to get started, we're going to, you know, make this. And then the problem was I started hitting loads of challenges, okay? I didn't know how to fix problems that started coming up. And then the thing is when you jump into huge projects like that, you start hitting roadblocks. I mean, <laughs> or, or challenges, okay? I didn't mean the, the pun. So the problem with that is when you have loads of, of, of problems pop up, you start to get demoralized and, you know, you don't know how to fix all these problems and when they start mounting up, you kind of lose the interest in developing. So I'd say try to do small things that won't take you too much time and that aren't too hard, but they still challenge you to create new things using new new concepts and also, you know, help you solve problems. So, you know, this way you will learn new things, you'll keep it fun and you won't burn yourself out instead of jumping into huge projects like I try to do.
0: Yep, so hopefully that answers your question. So the next one was, what was your starting point? How did you first get into scripting? And how much effort did it take for you both to achieve this level of scripting? So as we sort of described earlier, for me, my trial and error method took a very long time and a lot of effort. But I wasn't really trying to learn at the time. I just had the time spare to play around with it and when I felt like it. So it didn't really feel that long to me. I think it's only the last few years that I've really pumped the effort in to improve and perfect certain skills and to create whole games. Up until that point, it was just playing around, making little projects and just having fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was the same for me. I, mean, I was looking things up on Google and the old Roblox scripting forum. If you remember before the times of the death forum when I was getting into it. But again, it was more of trying to make your own cool things instead of learning scripting as a whole. But I mean, at that point, there was no such thing as DevEx, so you know, you couldn't make any money off your creations. So on Roblox, you were learning to make things just for fun, as a hobby. And I think because of that, just making all those cool creations, it took me a lot longer to learn
0: enough scripting to put together to, to make a game, for example. The next question is whether scripting is difficult, and if yes, then why, from Yakov86. So I'll let you take this one first if you want, Alvin.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so I get this question a lot on my channel. You know, everyone says, oh, scripting is hard. Why is it so difficult? And I think, once you understand basic concepts, it's not as hard as you think it is. And I think the main problem is that, at the beginner stage, people want to jump into big projects that they're dreaming of very quickly, and they don't know how to make something because they haven't fully covered these basic concepts yet. And they don't know how or when they should apply them. And I think another thing that puts people off is the time it takes to learn. Now, I mentioned earlier when you said, what did you wish I'd have known? It wasn't an overnight success, you know, I wish I knew that it would take time. The time it takes to learn puts a lot of people off because it creates this negative idea of it being difficult. You need persistence, you need to persevere whilst learning, but also you need to keep it fun. So instead of just diving right into scripting and trying to learn everything straight away, like in one day, you're going to get bored of it really, really quickly because you're not going to be applying it to anything. You're not going to be testing out what you've learned to make something. So I think it's a bit of a misconception that it's difficult. I think time puts a lot of people off, You know, you just need to stick with it if you want to see the results. You know, you're going to have to take a while to learn it. You're not going to see a lot of results from it straight away. You're not going to do scripting for a week and then you're going to have the next jailbreak. It's going to take time, but it's definitely possible. And there is nothing stopping you from learning how to script. I learned how to script. You've learned how to script. Loads of people have learned to script. You know, there is nothing stopping you. And everybody has had this same problem where they try to learn the script. They think it's way too hard. But then as they start doing more, you know, they realise it's not as hard as you think. And it's actually quite fun. You just need to have the persistence and you can't rush it. You have to take your time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I think this is quite a tricky question to answer fully, just whether it's difficult and why. Um, Because I think most things are probably difficult when you first start and get easier. Um, I mean, that's why it's called a learning curve. And, you know, you don't find it tricky to speak English now and to hold a conversation. But it took you years to get to that point from a baby, you know. And I suppose scripting, like any language, takes time. Even if you're learning a second language, you know, you start with the basics and you build it up. You don't go straight into doing a presentation in a language you've never spoken before. So I think you'll pick up a few keywords easily. Putting them together in the right order is probably the bit that takes effort. But as you say, once you're sort of over that hill of knowing the basic concepts, then just keeps going and snowballing. Exactly, yeah. You pick things up. And then over time, you know, you realise that it's easier than you thought. So the next question is: In your opinion, do you believe learning to code is beneficial for developers? And does it at times feel stressful? From Delicious on Twitter, I I personally think it's hugely beneficial. Even if you don't plan to be the primary script on a project, I think just knowing the basics will help you get along better with any scripting teammates. They will, for example, care a lot whether you call it a part with a capital P or a lowercase p without any scripting knowledge you just think that they're crazy and I think it's it's only as stressful as you choose to make it so if you put a deadline on yourself to learn to script and to make a game that can become stressful but if you're learning at your own leisure and there's no pressure on you then it can be really enjoyable yeah I agree I mean
1: scripting is it's the part of making a game that allows you to bring everything together so the building the audio you know visual effects UI Um, and the gameplay so even if you aren't good at you know building or you are your animation in a team you're going to need somebody who can script so that they can bring your game to life so as i said earlier scripting is what runs a game you know with the personal servers you're not going to get very far if you don't have a script that's running everything it's it's like the driver of a car any game on the front page you see there is some scripting behind it which you might not see but it's helping keep the game running and fresh, and that's what keeps it up there, because when you use scripting, you can have replayability, and I think that's a really important thing as well. I think scripting is not as creative as other things, such as like making art or building, but I think it is very beneficial, um, because you you can apply it to anything, and it's always going to help. And also, in the question, Delicious, you mentioned about, you know, does it feel stressful? I think it can be stressful if you set deadlines, but if you're getting started, you have no need to do that. You need to be realistic with your deadlines. If there's something you can't do, then don't just set your deadline and stress over it. And I think also people stress if they don't know how to fix a problem. And that's why you need to take the time, not only to learn how to script, but also to learn how to deal with that. Everyone's going to have a problem, but every problem has a solution. You, You can't forget that. When you hit a brick wall, you just need to take a step back and... Don't just stress out, because stressing out is only going to make things worse.
0: So the next question we've got is from Adrike Bun on Twitter, who asked a two-part question, and the first part being, did you ever think at first that you will reach this far? And the second one being, how much time in general did it take for you to understand what you're doing, and actually start scripting on your own without any help, Uh, as in not looking into scripts and not looking much into the wiki? So I'll answer the first question first, which is, Did I ever think that I'd get this far? So, I mean, personally, no. I had no intention of really making a game other people wanted to play, even once I was fairly alright at scripting. I was still just making games for me and my friends to play together. So to be regularly earning through DevX and having a following, that just sort of happened organically. So, I mean, did you have a similar experience, Alvin? Yeah,
1: and it's a good question as well. I didn't think I would reach this far with my scripting abilities either, I mean the Roblox platform, it was a lot different when we joined and when we began creating to what it is today, and there was no DevEx as you said, and the tools used to make these games in you know, Roblox Studio, they were a lot less powerful than they are today. Um, so for me it was just having fun and making you know, cool things to experience and, and share with others, there was no you know, intention of making these great games that people would love, that you could, you know, earn a living off of. I don't think anybody who played Roblox had thought that was going to happen.
0: I mean, for a lot of us, it was just a hobby. Yeah, for me, it was, it was definitely the same. And so the second question, sort of following on from this, how much time it took us to understand what we were doing, uh, for me, for the same reasons, I really wasn't counting, so I can't really quote a number of hours or days. As you say, it was just kind of a hobby. We were having fun just making games that we wanted to play not necessarily for a wider market. And so it was probably several years of just that kind of casual interaction with scripting before I got serious and did my computing A-level and web development. And so, as I mentioned in my own story, it wasn't until very late that I had even discovered the wiki. Yeah, I mean, in the question Adler says, how much time did it take for you to understand what you're doing? I
1: think once you're good with the basic concepts of scripting, that doesn't take very long. And once you understand them well such as if statements, functions, variables, you know what you're going to be using and how to apply it. And I think that that doesn't take very long, but you shouldn't track the time it takes, because everyone's going to learn at different speeds and people are going to pick things up at different times. But it's a learning curve, as you said, and you're never going to stop learning. I mean, even as they add new features, we're still learning how to use them. It's meant to be fun. You you shouldn't, you know, be thinking, oh, this is going to take me three months to be able to make the next jailbreak. Just go with the flow and keep learning things and make what you want to create that's fun. You should never stop using the resources that are available to you such as, you know, the developer forum, the developer hub, and just because, you know, you're past that point now of being a beginner and you're getting more advanced, you shouldn't class yourself as being a bad scripter if you still have to refer to them all the time, right? Because all developers, even me and you, will come to the dev forum or the developer hub, even to the most basic guides very regularly because we'll often forget things or we just might not understand something. I mean, that's completely
0: normal. I think I have the developer hub or the wiki is one of my bookmarks and it's probably one of my most visited websites, to be honest, because even when you know all of the sort of concepts behind scripting, it's not a competition of who can memorize as much of the API as possible. When you're going to do something different that you've not done for a while or a new feature, as you say, that Roblox add all the time, definitely the developer hub is a perfect resource to go and have a look and look at some examples. And I think the defining moment of you being a good scripter is not when you don't have to use those resources. It's when you can look at those resources and understand what they're saying and apply that to your own scenario. So here's the next question then. We're now on to questions that are about how to learn Lua from from the beginning. So Brutley on Twitter asked, any tips to how to start learning Lua? So I suppose this links back to some of the other questions as well. But one of my primary advice is to start early and to not have that pressure on yourself. If you're learning because you want to and it's fun, you'll find it easier than learning because you have to. Exactly, yeah. Don't stress yourself out again, as I said earlier.
1: If you want to start learning Lua, small projects, as we mentioned earlier on. And as well, you know, don't put pressure on yourself and you want to make it fun. If you don't find it fun, you're going to get bored, and you're not going to want to learn. You want to make it fun, and you want to have that goal. Why do you want to learn? Do you want to make a cool game? You know, you need to make it clear, and just don't give up. I mean, look at all the developers on Roblox, some of the top games. All of those developers had to start somewhere. So, use the resources that you've got, the dev forum, you know, the Roblox developer hub, and
0: all the other community tutorials that you've got around you, and just take your time. The next question is sort of linked to that, but the wording is why I picked this one out. And so they asked how to learn to script easy and fast Ah. by Bassy on Twitter. Now, (laughs) I think you've seen this a bunch of times, I'm sure, and a lot of people search for this. You know, a fast, easy way to learn to script, become a pro in a month or two. Personally, I mean, I've been on Roblox for 11 years. I haven't found anything like this. I don't know if you have either. I'm just going to put this out there.
1: There is no magic formula or secret way to learn how to script fast, okay? Um, you say easy in the question, Bassy. Going back to what we said earlier. I don't think it's hard to learn how to script, I just think what people do is they want to do it really quickly. Um, This is probably one of the most asked questions on my YouTube comments. If you went to search for them, you would find a load of these. How do I script real quick? And it's because people, they come up with this great thing that they want to make, this great game, and they just want to start straight away. And there there is no magic way to just, you know go to bed, wake up, and now you can script. It's a learning curve, again, as as we keep saying. And you, you just need to immerse yourself in as much scripting as you can, but also spread it out. You know, accept the fact that you're not going to be able to make a really good game tomorrow if you're just starting out. You need to give yourself
0: the time to to learn and to experiment. Absolutely, and I think it links back around to sort of that point of pressure as well, where as you say, if you've got this grand idea for an amazing game, that can be quite a lot of pressure if you're trying to learn to scripts to do that specific game, if it's very complex as well. And, you know, adding time limits on yourself, that can make it harder and sometimes make it take even longer. Or worse, can put you off it altogether. Exactly. I mean, break things up into into smaller parts, smaller projects, and it will make it a lot easier for you. It's all about building that kind of that armory of skills that you can use for future projects. So the next question that I've got on here now is getting a little bit more general, but I do quite like this next question. So from Toby on Twitter, why scripting out of all of the digital arts? And (laughs) I I love this question because it sort of makes out with some kind of magical wizard studying the digital arts. But honestly, I I just picked scripting because I found it easier than building. I mean, I was doing both casually and then scripting, I just found was sort of my calling on roblox it just allowed me to create some really really cool things basically i think in the future maybe i'd try and expand out into 3d modeling in something like blender uh, as i think having that and scripting would be like a killer combo but honestly it's just a case of me liking physics and maths and the ability to recreate real life systems through scripting yeah i agree i think scripting out of them all is the
1: one that will develop your problem-solving skills the most. Before I did scripting, I was trying to do some building, and I and I still try every now and again, but, you know, it's, it's just, I'm not as creative as a lot of other builders, and when I look at something that someone's made, I'm thinking, I don't even know how I would be able to even, you know, start on making something like this. Um, I just think scripting is more for me. You can be a builder, you can be a scripter, you can be in the middle, I guess, but I think everyone's got their own speciality. You could do UI and scripting, or you could do multiple, but for me, it's it's just scripting. I I prefer it. I think it's because with things like building, there's no right or wrong answer. You can choose to build something one way or another, whereas with scripting, it's either wrong or it's right. The code The code works or it doesn't, and that's kind of what I like about it. Because, yeah, the problem solving skills and as well, like you said, physics and maths, it's a lot more mathematical scripting. You know, when you get into things like C frames and and things like that, I just prefer scripting. It's the thing that I do best.
0: Fair enough. Yep. So hopefully that answered your question. And then the next one from Pixel was, did you think you'd get as involved with scripting and the Roblox platform as you are now? So, this is all linked to the earlier question on whether we expected to get where we are. I think to be honest, once I discovered the power of scripting, I knew it would be a big part of my life moving forward. I don't think I expected to still necessarily be on Roblox while I'm at university, but here I am and making cool things and earning money from having fun. so it is like the question we talked about earlier where you know
1: Roblox was a lot less developed and advanced as it is today, but I never you know thought from the start that I'd be able to develop my scripting skills etc into being able to create these cool immersive worlds that we have i think i didn't really look to the future i was just again interested in what i was making at that time what i was doing and having fun but maybe that would be a bit different to someone who you know starts on roblox today and the main goal is to make games and to earn roblox off them compared to you know when we started it was more about you know having fun and, and creating cool maps
0: so i think we'll make this one the last question for today Would either of you revert to a more mainstream program like Unity or Unreal Engine 4 from Peanutshot on Twitter? And I think, again, sort of linking to the earlier questions, no, I I don't think I would. I think Roblox, with all the built-in tools that they have now, really provides sort of a springboarded platform to create games quickly on. I don't think it was necessarily the case back when we learned but now with all the features that they've got it's really easy to go from sort of an idea to a prototype in a really short period of time and access a wide player base and now that you can make money from your games and some of the quality that you can see on Roblox definitely rivals things that are made on Unity and Unreal Engine 4. I think now that I know it uh, very well I think I'd probably stick with Roblox for a while longer. Yeah, I think this question is more based around, like,
1: post-Devex era. So, um, say before Devex came out, probably, because obviously there was no real way to earn money from your creations, if you're, if you're thinking of this from, like, a financial perspective. But nowadays, I would say no. I would... I want to stick with Roblox. And for the, for the same reason you said. You can develop these games for free, pretty much. You can deploy them to servers which are free and your game will scale up with the amount of players you get you don't have to pay for server costs you don't have to pay for customer support because roblox deals with that and it's just a really really quick way to deploy your game post updates to it and reach such a massive user base with things such as unity or unreal engine i believe you have to pay for your own servers you'd have to pay for customer support selling things as well you'd have to you know employ teams to deal with that and if you look at the top games on the games page now, I mean, Adopt Me, recently, over 450,000 concurrent players, that is up there with some of the top games, like, in the top five or top ten games on Steam. And it's, Roblox is just such an amazing opportunity um, for for you to create these games, even as, like, a test. You know, you can you can still make these awesome games, and I think a lot of people in the video games industry are seeing that now. Um, and are seeing you know the explosive growth that, that roblox has had and i can see a lot of game development studio companies starting up in the future based around roblox and you know moving away from these other platforms I think it could definitely happen. Absolutely. I, I think we'll definitely see that very soon. Yeah, I think we've got a couple of, of studios, you know, right now that are developing Roblox games, which is, you know, great to see. I mean, you know, Red Manta, Block Evolution, it's only going to um, increase
0: as, as the platform grows. So thank you very much to everyone who got in touch and responded to my tweet asking for questions. There were plenty more replies that we've not managed to answer today, either due to them being on topics that we'll cover elsewhere in this episode, or due to them being very specific and technical. So I think either myself or Alvin will likely make videos on those more technical topics in the future, as a video is much easier to follow than a podcast when talking about specific solutions. So next I wanted to ask Alvin, what do you tell other people when they ask you how to script? Because I get asked this all the time, and honestly, I give the most unhelpful answers, saying, uh, I don't know really, have you tried looking at some tutorials, without really knowing where to send them. And I think we've talked about how we both went about doing it, but telling people I took many years of trial and error is not that helpful, it sometimes puts people off, and I feel like you're probably more in touch with the learning and teaching side of things, so perhaps you've got a better answer for this, and hopefully one that can cover the majority of listeners. Yeah, so this question is one that I get asked quite a lot from uh, my
1: viewers on my channel. Now, when people say how to script, I would say get a brief grasp of Roblox Studio. And then I would say, you know, try try and think of some, you know, cool little projects that you want to make. And just to take your time with it. So, you know in my latest video series which I'm working on right now I'm trying to make it so that you make cool little projects and creations throughout so that it stays fun right and I think learning to script as I said it isn't as difficult as people think and it just takes some time so you've just got to experiment with things you know ask for help check out some cool things that you wanna make and then ask for help see how you can make them obviously you're gonna need an understanding of the beginner concepts to know um to get like a start on things such as you know variables etc so i'd recommend people go away and learn how to do those first so understand the most basic concepts and once you've got those you can use them to make cool projects and and with these cool projects you can then use them to learn how to do the more advanced stuff so as i said earlier npc pathfinding You're going to need to know how to use things like variables and functions and services first, right, to understand how it all works. So learn the basics first, and then you can go deeper.
0: Perfect. Well, I mean, I hope that helps some of you listening to have the motivation to get started and to seek out the best path. Try a few of the methods that we've mentioned and see what works best for you. Okay, so we've got a little bit more time to ask you, Alvin, about some of your scripting tutorial series. And I know that you've got over 120,000 subscribers on YouTube, an insane number of total views, and with some of your newer scripting tutorials videos getting over half a million. So I wanted to find out what made you get into creating these video tutorials in the first place.
1: Yeah, well. As you know, being a, quite a, a long Roblox veteran, when I was learning you know, how to make scripts and stuff, we didn't have the developer forum, and we had the scripting forum, but it wasn't as, as good as the developer forum is today. And things like the wiki, a lot of it was just community contributed, so there wasn't a lot of information that was very good for when you were learning how to script. There were some videos, those such as you know, PeasPod or PigHead10, which were really good places to start off with but a lot of the uh, Roblox development tutorials, there weren't a lot of them, and they were good for learning some of the, the basics, but it was just hard to find structured content that you could take in, and then you know go from the next one, and the next one. And it, I think what that meant was it took a while to learn, to find all this, this content, and to get a proper grasp of scripting. And so when I was learning, it was a real pain having to always go to Google or have to search the web for lots of tutorials. And the, the information that was out there was quite vague. Like, it didn't give you much information, especially if you were a beginner. If you already knew the basics and, you know, you, you were a bit more advanced, then that would have been, you know, good for you. But for a lot of the content, especially for beginners, it just was hard to find and it was vague. So once I had got a better grasp of scripting and, and I understood things, I decided to just start putting out some, some content. I didn't have the intention of making this um, really big channel with lots of videos. I just put out a couple of videos, if I had learned something that was kinda hard to find, I would make a a video on it, because when you do that, it sort of gets easier for you to understand it yourself um, when you're teaching others, it kinda like cements that information. So I just put a couple of videos out, I wasn't expecting any of them to do too good or anything or to get loads of subscribers. And so, you know, whenever someone would ask on, say, like, the forums, instead of having to give the same old explanation, long explanation all the time over text, I could just link them a video. Or, you know, send it to some friends that that were struggling as well. So, that was it. I didn't publish many videos for a while after. Um, And then they started to uh, get pretty popular. I I wasn't even doing anything with them, you know, or, or sharing them that much, they just started um, snowballing in views, Um, you know, you get 10 views and then 100 views and then 1000 and it would go from there. So there was no real intention to make this channel in the first place it was just by chance that these videos got popular and then suddenly I had people you know asking for more and and that's that's, that's where it went from basically
0: okay and uh, i noticed you've restarted your series again recently with the 2019 series of tutorials uh, is this a sequel uh, should people have watched the previous series or is this just an improved version based on your own learning yes
1: yeah, so i've got this question quite a lot as well um, so i'm doing a 2019 beginner scripting series now i did one as well previously as, as you mentioned but this is it's not it is kind of like a sequel but you don't have to watch the previous series um it's just better because now in 2019 there's a lot more features added to studio it looks a lot different than it did uh, a couple of years ago and you know as the years go by they're going to start to get outdated like obviously the scripting is going to get outdated but where all the buttons are and and everything it will start to look different so it's good to do a refresh so that people know exactly where to click and also People left a lot of feedback on the previous videos of, you know, what I should cover or could you go a little bit more in-depth on so-and-so or whatever. So what I've done is I've taken that feedback on board and I'm trying to make them more detailed. So there's going to be quite a lot of videos in the series because they're going to be very detailed on a certain topic. And so what I want it to be is so that you can either watch it as a series from like you know the start to the end, or if you just want to find some information on something quickly, such as you know variables or like a service that you need a bit of information on, you can just jump halfway through into that video. So it should be able to cater for everyone, not just beginners, but more advanced scripters that just need to come back for for a refresher.
0: So how do you decide then what the next tutorial is going to be on? So especially when it comes to your videos where you make small functioning game by the end of it, how do you choose to do those? Those ones with the, with the making a game, I try to make those as structured as possible
1: because I want to show people watching the whole steps of making a game from just a blank base plate to a final product. So. For those ones, they will take a lot of planning, but for deciding what the next general video what it's going to be on, I take a lot of suggestions from my comments, um, I will save a lot of those suggestions and if a lot of people are asking for them, I'll bump them up the priority list. Say there's a new feature coming out as well, for example messaging service which I will be hoping to do a video on pretty soon, but also when I will do like a beginner series like the one I'm currently doing or a game creation series. I will try to, you know, put them up one after another and structure them in a way that if I was watching these myself as a beginner, then it would make sense and it would be as, as detailed and as easy to understand as
0: possible. And finally, let the people know where they can find these tutorials and why they should watch yours. Yeah, so you can find my videos by searching on YouTube for my channel,
1: Alvin Blocks. There are lots of other tutorials, you know, written ones on the dev forum and videos. I think they're great as well, and you should check those out, such as, you know, Steadion, Epobot. There's lots of different tutorials that you can check out, however mine are more focused for beginners. So if you haven't done any scripting before, I think mine are more structured and they're for those that, that just want to know absolutely everything from a complete beginner's perspective. I've got you know, other videos as well which I'm doing for advanced scripters but I would say a lot of my content is beginner focused which is good for those that want to get started.
0: Okay, well it's been great talking to you, Alvin. Is there any last advice that you think people should know about if they're learning to script on Roblox?
1: Yeah, so as I said earlier on, take things slow. You know, if you get errors or problems in the future, then don't be disheartened and stick with them. There's always a solution. And there's also a quote which I share with lots of beginners and those that are trying to make their their own creations, be it podcast, video, or art, whatever. So here it goes. Your first podcast will be awful. Your first video will be awful, your first article will be awful, your first art will be awful, your first photo will be awful and your first game will be awful. But you can't make your 50th without making your first. So get it over with and make it. So even if you're a beginner, keep at it because by the time you've made your 50th, you're going to look back at your first game and you're going to see the progress that you've made since. So stick with making games or whatever you want to create and you will get better over time.
0: I think also it's important for learners who are just starting out and have been pointed towards maybe a particular resource or a particular set of videos to know that if a particular method or a particular tutorial isn't working for you, then switch it up. Not everyone learns the same, so be sure to try out different things. And if you find yourself completely stuck on one particular resource, know that there are many more out there that you can try as well.
1: Exactly. There are loads of people on my channel that say, oh, great tutorial. Thank you. You're the only one that I understand. And, you know, for others, there are other videos that they understand better. So it's personal preference that people will understand different formats of of learning, right? Whether it's reading a guide, watching a video, or trying out for themselves. It's specific per person. But I think you need to stick with it, you know, even when it does get tough, as you said. And it's going to be hard at the start. But it's going to get easier as you go along. So don't give up.
0: Absolutely. And I think for me, sort of my last bit of advice is probably to try learning a bit more about why a particular script works rather than just copying and pasting lines without knowing their meaning. I definitely did that at the start where I would sort of copy a line from a free model script, put it into another and sort of create this Frankenstein script of things you want. Definitely take the time to learn how that particular line works. Knowing their meaning will help you to be able to use that in different scenarios in the future if you use someone else's code and you don't understand it for something
1: it's kind of like a crutch it'll fix your problem for now but what about the next time where you need to use something like that and there is no code available for you to copy you're going to be stuck take the time to delay whatever you're working on and understand that code and and what it does why it does that so that you have a grasp of it so that you can edit it in the future or make your own in the future because what i recommend to people is i say learn how to do this and then try to do it again without any help without looking at any material and if you can't do it that'll tell you that you're not ready yet and you haven't learned it yet so you need to make sure you understand all these things so that you can use them again when you come back to it in the future
0: well that's all we've got time for this episode so if you enjoyed it please subscribe or follow the podcast to make sure you don't miss any of our future installments special thank you to our guest today alvin blocks for joining me i've had an amazing time chatting to you and You can find him on Roblox for links to his social profiles and be sure to catch his 2019 scripting tutorial series on YouTube. Beyond the Blocks is brought to you by Bantech Systems, a development studio creating interactive games, systems and solutions on Roblox. Find Bantech's profile on Roblox and click through to the Bantech Systems group for more information. And don't forget you can listen to any episode of Beyond the Blocks on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and many other popular listening platforms. You'll also find it on the Bantech Systems YouTube channel. Thank you for listening and I'll see you on the next episode of Beyond the Blocks.